welcome to Manufacturing Talk Radio, the only show that takes a look at the obstacles and opportunities open to small to mid-sized enterprises that manufacture here in America. Brought to you by All Metals and Forge Group, with your hosts, Tim Grady and Lou Wise. We're here speaking with Hernan Luis Prado. He was founder and president of Workshops for Warriors. It's a 501c3 that does a terrific job out in the San Diego area working with returning veterans to prepare them for civilian life by learning job skills such as welding, machining, and milling. Uh, Ernan's building a school out there. He hopes to duplicate that school all over the country. We met him at Fabtech, I believe it was a year ago, and had quite a uh, interesting and emotional interview listening to his story. Ernan, welcome back to the show. Thank you so much for having me, Lou and Tim. I really appreciate your time and today and for putting us on your show. Thank you. Now, do I understand correctly, I mean, this may be past or it may be coming up, but it was something I picked up on the web, I'll let you clarify, that you're being recognized as a champion for change by the White House? Oh, no, no, I have been recognized as a champion for change by the White House. Uh, since that time, we've been recognized by the California Assembly, the U.S. Senate, and as well as having visits by every Californian congressman, senator, and uh, a fair amount of national and international exposure because people understand that there is a desperate need for advanced manufacturing training in the U.S., and we think veterans is a great way to fill that need. Well, we do, too, and that's why we have you on the show. But for those who have never heard of Workshop for Warriors or not, would you give us a brief overview of it? Of course. The soundbite shortly is that Workshops for Warriors is the only nationally viable advanced manufacturing training pipeline for veterans in the nation and that we're able to scale our school throughout the U.S. And when you say scale, I know that when we talked to you a year ago, uh, I believe it was President Obama had asked you to duplicate the school all over the country. Is that still in the plan? uh, Say again? Is that still part of the plan? Absolutely, absolutely. So we've been asked to start 103 other schools throughout the nation. And right now what we're doing is we're waiting for GI Bill approval in order to be able to create funding for our program. And we had talked to you about that GI Bill approval, and it's one of the things I wanted to update our listeners on. It seemed to me that that was an eight-year process. Is that still true, and where are you in the process? It is. So it's an eight-year process. I founded Workshops for Warriors in 2008. And then we started the application in 2010. We moved to San Diego. And the GA bill process is still an eight-year process. We're in year six of it right now. But the great news is that we were approved by the state of California to operate as an approved accredited school in January of 2016. And that timeline sets a two-year clock ticking for GI bill approval. So that's expected anywhere in uh, December 2018 to April 2019. Well, congratulations. Why why on earth, Hernan, why on earth does it take our government to do the process, the approval process, eight years? I mean, that's absolutely astonishing. I was astonished when you told us a year ago. And uh, just for the listeners, uh, I'd sure like you to explain the hows and why. 
I'd be happy to. So the short answer is that we are we are all the government, right? And so the the very first people that will ask the government why it takes them too long to do something will be the first people to criticize the government for doing something wrong. And the the government's in a hard point in that they're trying to make sure that they are stewarding our tax dollars effectively and efficiently. And there's a tremendous amount of fraud when it comes to GI Bill. And there are a tremendous amount of organizations that state that they're going to help veterans and wounded warriors, and they wind up doing things that are you know, less than optimal with that money. So the, the right to entry for GI Bill is, is very, very tough, and I understand why it's, it is that way. You know, we are a, a risk-averse society, I think, right now, and we don't want to risk doing something amazing like workshops for warriors if it might mean that there might be one or two bad apples out there that are going to get funding as a result. Well, that, well seems, that's sure. that seems like a reasonable uh, a reasonable conclusion. Um, eight years is still eight years, but uh, I, I understand the point that you're making. You know, I, I get frustrated as well. You know, when you're funding a school at the tune of, you know, 200 to $225,000 to $250,000 a month, depending on how much we're growing, right, it's, uh, it's very, very painful to feel yourself having to, either fund or come up with or get more money every single month only to have that goalpost seem so far away. But the good thing is that the goalpost is there. We're getting closer and closer to it. And at the end, we're going to – it's only made us a better organization. It's made us have great data, great metrics, and be able to substantiate everything that we do. And at the end, that's a great, great thing. Well, that's, that's great that you're moving forward on this. Um, I don't recall how many students you had a year ago, but uh, where are you at today in terms of uh, students uh, in San Diego, for example? So two things. One is that we have 321 graduates of our program with over 1,200 nationally recognized credentials from NIMS, American Welding Society, MasterCam, SolidWorks, Immerse to Learn, and the National Coalition of Certification Centers. So a year ago, we were at the 200-plus mark. Excellent. And the, what I love seeing is that right now we have over 50 students in classes six days a week at our school in machining, welding, fabrication, computer-aided design, computer-aided manufacturing, and machinery repair. And that's gone up tremendously. Do you have a waiting list to get into your school? Yes. So, you know, we call that the double funnel. So imagine two funnels <laughs> that are kissing on the on the narrow end. So we've got over 550 students that are on the waiting list for our program, and we have over 2,500 jobs available for every one of our graduates that leaves. However, the big however is we only have funding for 50 students every semester. So if America could get behind us, if Americans could reclaim their sense of civic duty and responsibility and, th and say, we are the government, we will help, you know, my company needs trained employees, or I'm interested in helping friends, or I want to help our nation, then they need to help provide scholarships for the program. So the first thing that we want to point out to our listeners is if you want to help a veteran, and, and these are all veterans going through school, 
that an organization that you can donate to that directly helps veterans, and Hernan will tell us how much of the funding goes direct to the training program, is Workshops for Warriors. Hernan, why don't you give us the URL and, and share with our audience how much of your funding goes directly to the training program? Absolutely. So Workshops for Warriors is WFWUSA.org. That's Workshops for Warriors. USA.org, and 83% of all donations go straight to training programs, and this is in the midst of a $21 million capital campaign. Before the capital campaign, we were at 89%. Now, the capital campaign that you have going on is to expand your current school to current site. Is that right, or is it a new site? It's two things, actually. It's going to help us scale and help us train the trainers for the schools that are needed throughout the nation. But right now, we need to build a purpose-built facility here in San Diego to train instructors and to increase our throughput from 120 to 450 graduates per year. Now keep in mind that veterans hail from hometown USA, so our graduates go to Rhode Island, Texas, Oregon, Florida, Oklahoma, you know, our Kansas, your Kansas, Iowa, wherever you want, our graduates go. Yeah, clearly all over the nation, and they're of course they're used to uh, traveling all over the world. So I don't imagine they're as uh, averse to relocation as some people may be. Uh, they exactly. really like to go back, come back to their hometown, but I'm sure right. they go any place in the country. But you're absolutely right. But this is one of those things. So we, when the Secretary of the Navy came to our school, he called us the SEAL Team of Manufacturing, and what my, my idea for this school was to create an organization that can rebuild a town's infrastructure or manufacturing might, if you will. How many towns have you seen that blight the landscape of America because we don't have enough people that know how to operate the equipment, how to repair the equipment, how to maintain it, how to move it? And we're training people that can go into a town, look at that old foundry or the old steel mill or the old machine shop and rebuild the equipment, train people how to use it, and operate the equipment to rebuild that town's manufacturing and economic engine. And that's what we want to do throughout America. And with the number of service members transitioning out, if you could get to them all, you could do that quite well. How many are coming out of the service uh, this year? We have one million service members that are transitioning out within the next years. 17,000 transition out of the military in San Diego alone. Oh. Is that per year or is that 17,000 per month or not? Per year in San Diego. Okay. Okay. So that's one of the things, that's one of the reasons we chose San Diego. More service members leave the service out of San Diego than anywhere else. So instead of building a school all over, we thought it would be better to have a, a bigger school here in San Diego while waiting for GIBO funding and then take as many people as we can here, train instructors, and then if we've, we've taken students from all over the nation, so people would normally come to us, and then they graduate and go wherever it is that they're needed. Wow, that's terrific. That, that, that's amazing that, um, you know, you're talking about X number of hundreds of graduates a year. Uh, with such inc incredible numbers of people available for retraining. 
And one of the things that Tim and I talk about a lot is about the skill gap, uh, you know, non-military people who can be retrained. Uh, and there's uh, 700,000, I think the number is, 700,000 manufacturing jobs that are not filled in this country. And, uh, you know, they're talking about bringing jobs back to America. Uh, meanwhile, we, we, we have more people than we need right now to fill jobs. And uh, uh, certainly veterans are uh, uh, more than worthy of getting themselves retrained and get themselves back in, uh, back in action. And they're dedicated, uh, uh, dedicated people who want jobs. And, you know, there's a lot of people out there that don't want jobs. So it, it, you know, I'm going to come back around the barn on this one. So why isn't the government moving this project along faster? I mean, isn't there a way to fast track it? I'm sure well, you've looked into that. Well, short answer is we, we have looked into that, but I'm going to go back to what I said earlier, which is we are all the government. You are the government. I am the government. We are all part of the government. And manufacturing industry is the very first one that will say, we need the government to support this, but they'll be the first ones, with some very few exceptions, that will say, I don't want to pay for this. I want somebody else to pay for my employee. And when it comes down to it, every manufacturing company in the U.S. desperately needs advanced manufacturing employees. They need people that are committed. They need people that have a three- to five-decade trajectory with their company, and they keep losing money because they can't find that. So at what point in time does the manufacturing industry say, you know, we're tired of complaining, let's do something about it? Because if the manufacturing industry can't, why should we expect the government to do so? Well, that certainly throws uh, that onus around a bit. I'm not sure. The manufacturers that we have been speaking with uh, have begun to recognize that the training programs that they need to bring people in are really training programs that they're going to have to do internally for the most part. Some of the secondary school, post-secondary work can be done, uh, but not in terms of the, the kind of uh, skills that are really needed hands-on, like the folks that you're training. I mean, we're talking about uh, welding and machining and milling. and uh, that, that takes some on-the-job training. It sounds like you're doing a terrific job of doing just exactly that. What's, uh, what's your success rate in placing veterans? I know there's a, a total of 2,500 jobs for each one that graduates. How are they doing once they transition into the job? So we have 94% of our veterans that graduated are placed and retained in full-time job, and we have that statistic back to 2011. It's a great number. Great, strong number. Now, do they uh, tend to be, and I'm guessing that they are, but do they tend to be uh, people who are looking at long-term employment? So our data, let me, let's go back a little bit to our data. So Workshops okay. for Warriors is a data-driven school. So we track 127 different data fields from our students and graduates from the moment that they are interested in our school until 720 days after they graduate. And part of the challenge with that 94% number is that if someone does not reply to a survey after they've gotten a job, we can't count that as a yes. So that part of the issue is that we can't say 100% anymore because now unless they say yes, we've got to count that as a no. So 94% of all of our graduates are placed and retained in full-time jobs, and that could be in any job as long as it is full-time and an advanced manufacturing job. Does that answer your question? 
Sure, sure. Uh, now let me go this direction with you, Anand, just for a moment. In terms of employers needing the kinds of students that you uh, that you train, could an employer come to you and donate to workshops for warriors and get trained um, employees back in that you know, quid pro quo, if you will? Well, de facto, a quid pro quo is not a donation. So a quid pro quo is a transaction. And the IRS has very, very strict limits and requirements on what a donation is. So donations are it's donations are money or, or goods or services that are given without any goods or services in exchange. So I think what happens is a lot of manufacturers think that by donating they're going to get an employer or employee, and that is an HR replacement firm, whereas we are a school, right? We, you don't go to Harvard, bequeath the $1 million wing, and then say, okay, give me 10 graduates, right? I mean, it wouldn't even okay. cost people lines. Well, that certainly makes sense, and you certainly have your uh, finger right on the pulse of that so that you're uh, obviously running a very uh, uh, clean and, and well-funded, well-founded school. Uh, what can uh, not just uh, the man on the street but corporate America do to help workshops for warriors? What they can do is they can contribute. They can either do a monthly donation. Cash is really what we need. So every one of our students costs $20,268 every four months to put through our program. And at the end of that training, they're making more than double that their very, very first job. After four months, they're starting off at $18 an hour. So one thing is pay for a scholarship if you can. If you're a bigger company, donate. Help us build this facility. We have naming rights available. We need building space. We need operational expenses. We have a half a million dollar challenge grant right now through Reliance Steel and Aluminum. We have another challenge grant through the Gene Haas Foundation. Because if not, you wind up having something that we call the Ferrari syndrome. You have a fleet of Ferraris and not enough fuel to drive them. So we have equipment. We need cash to pay for instructors, utilities, insurance, consumables. And if people are interested in donating gifts and kind or material, please go to our website and you'll see a list of items that we need. And you'll notice that they're branded and there's a certain amount of things that we like that are uh, very specific. We have uh, a certain amount of storage and our logistical tail is very difficult to manage. So if everyone gives us a different welder, or a, a different piece of tooling, a different tool holders, it's really hard to maintain continuity and consistency in training. So people need to donate, if they can, money, scholarships, and the easiest way to do that is to arrange for a tour. People come by, they will be blown away. The most common thing that we hear is, oh my gosh, I had no idea, I wish I'd come here sooner. And, and I when think you walk we... through the doors and you see the amount of bright-eyed, you know, competent young people that are eager to learn, not slouched over in a chair, not upset, not clearly not wanting to be there, people are blown away. We had the CEO of Reliance Steel and Aluminum came in and said, these guys are amazing. I would hire every single one of them. And we hear that over and over and again. The only complaint we've ever heard from an employer is, why can't I get more students? <laughs> well, that's a great place to be, and we certainly wish you luck in uh, 
pulling this all together. We're going to uh, continue to follow the story with you, Ernan, and we also want to uh, get in touch with you somewhere two years, 30 months down the road and find out what's happening with the GI Bill. I think that's incredibly important. But we encourage you to uh, continue in your quest, and we will put uh, this interview up on our website at mfgtalkradio.com if people want to come there just to pick up some of the nuances again. Uh, if they want to go to your website, it's wfwusa.org. Is that correct, Arnon? Right. Thank you so much. Yes. You know, one of the things Great. that I'd we, love for you is if you would consider doing a show down here, perhaps at a graduation or even during a midterm event, for you to kind of share some of the stories that our students are going to relate to you, you'll be blown away by hearing the lives of these 40 to 50 students as they go through our program from veterans, our transitioning active duty service members that, that are competent, committed, drug-free, can communicate, and their only problem is that they don't have a job when they get out. And if we as Americans could understand that we may all love veterans, but loving a veteran does not make them a machinist, welder, or a fabricator. And if we can channel that appreciation for our service members in a more structured way to say we value the commitment that service members made to our, to our country, we value their service, we value the fact that they are going to be able to help for another two to 50 years in our company, and we are able to get them the same type of training that they had when they were in the service, I think we're going to wind up with a robust America, a very happy veteran community, and a re-energized manufacturing engine for America. So we can invite you down. We'd love to have you down here. Hernan, we, we commend you for all that you're doing. And... Uh, we know your wife is involved in it with you. We commend her as well. And uh, we certainly are going to keep in touch with you over time, and we appreciate your being on the show and sharing a very valuable story. Thank you so much, Lou and Tim. Thank you so much for your time and, and Semper Fi. Thanks for joining us on Manufacturing Talk Radio. You can hear our next broadcast each Tuesday at 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time at msgtalkradio.com. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.